Good day, everybody. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. We have a corporate update to share with you right now. Welcoming back the chairman of Meridian Mining, Mr. Gilbert Clark. Uh, Gilbert, we have some uh, project updates from Cabasol to uh, kind of go through, but also I want to get some of your thoughts on the macro view of the commodities, trades, and really the windfall events that happened last week. But let's do start out with the latest drill results from Cabasol. Uh, continued great intervals. Uh, you reported the highlight was 116.5 meters of 0.7% copper equivalent down there in Brazil. Uh, give us an idea of where this hole is coming from and really what these results continue to represent for the project. Uh, thanks, Trevor. It's great to be back and give everyone an update. Um, look, hole 13 was an absolute cracker of a hole because what it was all about was just giving a real visual on the open pit potential of Cabasal. I mean, we, we hit great mineralization from near surface. Uh, we know that of that copper gold, uh, that's the majority of the mineralization, um, our metallurgy from that from the previous operation is perfect. So you're going to get like 93, 94% combined recoveries for those two principal metals. So when you sort of start bringing these optics, these critical criteria for a successful project, you know, near near surface mineralization, high recoveries, well, this is what you want. This is why we, we're very focused on, on turning Cabasara to become the next camp scale production asset for copper and gold. Yeah. Well, it's interesting here is that it continues to show that there's great mineralization both above and below where they were previously mining. Absolutely, and and we put it into into the greater context. They were just they were just mining the plums from the plum pudding, little nuggets, little zones of high grade gold, like eight hundred and sixty thousand tons, which is absolutely nothing over the size of the mineralization. But again, what this is all about is in the market today. There, you know, there are companies that are in established copper. You know, they've got projects within established copper copper um, uh, zones, copper fields. But really, they're, they're trying to exploit or promote the, the third or the fourth rank of deposits because the, 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 big, the big deposits, the second tier, the third tier, they've all been mined out. And what we're showing now really clearly with Cabasal, that this is a, a copper gold field, and yet our number one assets, you know, the next rollout of production focus has never been mined. So we're not trying to promote, you know, what was left behind by a major or on a depleted field or a terminal field, we're promoting the emergence of a camp that's largely unexploited. Uh, some of the results that were highlighted in that news release, uh, the higher grade stuff, like there was an eight and a half meter of 1.9% copper equivalent from hole 13. Hole 12 uh, had a two meter interval of 6.7% copper equivalent. That was down yeah. about a hundred meters below surface. So it sounds like the highest grade stuff was below that previously mined area. Well, if you can imagine the the to the the orientation of the deposit sort of to the northwest, uh, southwest, south southeast, beg your pardon, and it 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 dips, it arrives on the on the eastern side, it it comes to the surface, and then it sort of plunges and dips down to the down to the southwest. So that high grade layers that we see, we find them also at very shallow depth. So those in say hole twelve, you could actually project them up say. Uh, 200 meters to the northeast, and they'll come to the surface. So we we have these multiple bands of of mineralization, starting at surface, and they sort of dip down. They down to about 170 meters where they remain open, and they're also open to the northwest and to the southeast. But yeah, you know, we can't say they're open 
to the northeast because they subcrop. We can see them as gozens. Uh, this is continued drilling from 10,000 meters of drilling for this uh, current campaign. I'm just curious with, uh, even though it's still early, are you starting to be able to take some of these initial drill results with the historical stuff and maybe finding a way to put a better geological model on Cabos at all, or is that still too early? Yeah, no, we are getting, we're getting more, more, we're grasping more of the, the importance of, of not only the geological model, but the old workings. Cause when you see hole 12 there, um, so that void that we saw that 15 meters, sorry, it was 15 meters at 1.3. Then there was a four meaning four meter mining void. And then there was two meters at 6.7. That's exactly what we expected to see because it, it reflected the historical drilling. So we can say that they high grade zones. So in this case, it was some um, uh, nearly 20 meters where only four meters of the high grade zone was mined because that's where they had the higher grade gold. So when we look at that in the greater model, we can extrapolate that to the northwest, to the southeast, and to the southwest, and we can say, okay, look, we know we're going to have these bands of high grade mineralization. We, we're going to our real criteria is when we go to 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 map and to survey the underground workings because then with all the drilling that we've got, if we can get an accurate underground survey of all of the old workings, we could actually push up the, the ranking of certainty for our future resource statement. And that's the next thing that we're, we're working on. What's the timeline for that for that estimate? Oh, this is where we're coming to the problem. Because um, as we're going through the project of drilling out these, the, the, the most shallow zones called the Eastern Copper Zone, and then we've got extensions to the northwest, extensions to the southeast, and then we've got near mine big V10 plates, which are Maxwell plates. Um, we were hoping to actually try and get our first resource statement out by the end of this year, but it's going to be our indications from all the drilling to date is that we will not have closed off the mineralization. Um, and certainly, we say with the, the biggest target, Cabosal West, we're, we're just waiting to do our, uh, our surface EM. And that equipment's actually now on site or now in Cuiba, and we'll be surveying that and then we'll be drilling that. Now, we, we're hoping that's going to be a massive sulfide pile, which is the, the normal geological. Uh, feature with VMS deposits. Well, I just don't think we'll have we'll be able to drill it out in time. So, more likely is we'll get some sort of resource statement out by about Q two. Okay. Very, next year, twenty twenty two. All right. Very good. Well, there's a lot, still lots of drilling to to be done. Lots of geo uh, geophysical work to be done for the next round of drilling as well. So, uh, Gilbert, that's great. I I, I would be remiss. I got to ask you about some of the uh, market behavior from last week. Uh, and, you know, it was it was a pretty rough day, not only for gold but also for silver. Following uh, some of the Fed statements, uh, you know, give me your thoughts here. You, you've been in this business for a long time. Uh, you you've seen moves like this in the metals and been through a couple commodity cycles yourself. Uh, given the events of last week, what were your what were your initial thoughts? Uh, look, there were some communications coming out of the, the, what China was perceived to be doing, and my my experience in all this is. Um, what China decides to do is never made public. So, you know, if you're trying to make an investment decision on third or fourth hand news from, you're never going to, you're always going to miss it. Um, it just comes back to the fundamentals. If you have a, an investment, or say as we do in Cabasau, and we've got all of the parameters for low cost mining, low capex, then that's what you should look for. Um, we we have. For a long time, the the resource replenishment internationally, you know, for copper and gold, certainly for copper, it has not kept up with the consumption 
of the of the metals. So we are we are in a really a, a medium short to medium term uh, era where we just aren't replacing the the resources that are being consumed. So we we are in long term deficit and for the mining equities, the natural resource equities, you, you, you just have to have growth. They, what, what's the fundamental? Well, we're, we're not going to mine copper, okay? If we're not going to mine copper, how, say, I was chatting with a German colleague, really nice guy, and he's got an electric car, and the German guys, the German government paid for his uh, charging station. This is one house. And the cable for charging his car weighs about five kilograms. So what, that's about uh, 12 pounds. 12 pounds, 13 pounds, of which 90, 98% of that is pure copper. The rest is just the rubber insulation. So if every, let's just say, there's 20 million houses, houses or garages in Germany and each one requires a length of cable that consumes five kilograms of copper or 4.98 kilograms of copper, um, where are you going to get it from? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, and this is new demand. Based on, you know, we've already got that sustainable consumer goods infrastructure demand. We've got new demand on top of that, and we don't have the resource replenishment through lack of investment or through, you know, detrimental policies by some governments or tax regimes by some governments like we're seeing in Chile and Peru, which, my God, that's just killed those 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 countries' mining sector for the short term. And probably that compounded the market sentiment. But we're in a place where mining is a key industry. It's supported by both sides of the politics. The legislation is very good. And that's why we're really seeing a lot of uh, international m a in into Brazil in the last 12, 18 months. Yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned the geopolitical aspects of South, um, South America there. Obviously, uh, Peru, implications from the last elections in Peru, we're seeing similar uh, events happening in Chile. Uh, you know, not everybody thinks Brazil is a safe jurisdiction geopolitically. Gilbert, you know, like, do you, how closely do you pay attention to the political actions taking place there along the along the population Brazil? And do you, what would the challenges or concerns be for Cabasol moving forward if, say, some of those ideas continue to move further north and northeast? Well, this is a really interesting. I've discussed this with a few um, institutional investors, and I think this is something for our investors to really take on board or in our supporters or interested investors. Um, Very much Chilean, countries like Chile and Peru, they're one-trick ponies for their major cash flow, and that's the mining industry. And and now they're going after that for the the taxes and the royalties. Brazil has an integrated industrial base, manufacturing, agriculture, natural resources, uh, tourism when it comes back. So they don't have, they haven't got any one sector that is the prime target for the state's finances. They have exceptional oil and gas. They've got great hydro. So they've got, they don't have to import energy. They've got their own energy, energy base, but their agriculture is enormous. Their ecotourism is enormous. Their manufacturing is fantastic. So they don't have to rely on one sector for the cash cow. And that provides a certain amount of, of, of security for our investors. And at the same time, that's, uh, uh, their mining legislation, the integration of the environmental legislation, and your ability to deploy your capital, which is another criteria for, for equity growth, it's as, you know, it'd be, it'd be the same as, 
as say WA or, or South Australia, because we go to the, the administrators and say, what's your timeline? And they'll say, okay, to get this done, you're going to have to do this, 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 and it's going to take this amount of time. So by having that interaction with the authorities, the, whether they be the, the government or the statutory authorities, you can plan how you roll out your project. And this is why we've been able to come to the market, gosh, what is it, uh, seven months after we acquired the project and punch out holes like 116 metres at 0.7 copper equivalent with high-grade zones, 37 at 0.7. I mean, we've put out 60 metres, 30 metres. Why do we put out these numbers? We touched on this just before because unlike all the other copper districts, the copper fields that have been depleted, that have been mature or in terminal decline, Cabasal, all of the Cabasal's low-hanging fruit is intact. And we're in a jurisdiction which is politically and financially stable. And that, that's just what Brazil is. It is quite a, a unique country within Brazil. It is the one of the powerhouses of South America, without a doubt. Uh, Gilbert, let's leave it at that. It was a nice little update, and we covered a couple of different topics and areas, not only the latest drill update from uh, Cabasal, but also some of the geopolitical stuff. So appreciate your time here, my friend. It's good to speak with you, and I'm glad uh, everything's well for you in France. they got a great team there in the Euros, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, things uh, the, the mood is uh, improved uh, with the international team there uh, doing well despite the, the COVID restrictions still hanging over everybody's head. Okay, thanks, Trevor. It's great to be on again. Yeah, it's Gilbert Clark from Meridian Mining. They trade on the TSX Venture with the symbol MNO. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.